The following is a production of Different Brains. Visit us at differentbrains.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Hackey Reidman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. And today I'm excited to welcome to our show here, Tara Lerman. Tara is a writer and author a journalist, and a Tourette's self-advocate. Welcome, Tara. Thanks, Hacky. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being here. Could you introduce yourself a bit more properly than I did? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so my name's Tara Lerman. Uh, I'm a neurodivergent writer and journalist based in D.C. Um, so right now I'm the deputy editor of content at uh, a media and information services company called GovExec. Um, so I have the pleasure of working with really interesting clients, um, telling their stories in compelling ways. So it's everything from podcast production, video scripting, interviewing, kind of like you're doing with me right now. Um, and no two days are the same, which is great for me because I'm really someone who gets a bit restless and gets bored pretty easily. So um, I'm, you know, I, I love kind of getting to talk to different people and doing different things. Um, and, you know, there's, there's this big movement around neurodiversity at work right now. And I've only started to come to terms with my own neurodiversity fairly recently. Um, you know, I have a tick disorder um, called Tourette's and, um, you know, I was diagnosed when I was in third grade, but really for a long time kept it uh, to myself and to my, you know, close friends and family. Um, but, you know, the older I got, the more I realized this is, you know, a big part of who I am. And, and you know, there's good things about it, there's bad things about it, but really being authentic and talking about it and sharing my story um, and kind of getting behind um, some of the stigmas around it um, is, is kind of what I'm trying to do now. So uh, for those of us who don't know or have the wrong idea of what Tourette's syndrome is, why don't you explain it to us? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, Tourette's is a neurological condition. Uh, it causes people to have tics, so sudden twitches, movements, or sounds that people do repeatedly. Um, you know, my my uh, condition of Tourette's is different than, you know, someone else's condition. Uh, some are more, uh, more intense, you know, some are a little bit more mild. Um, we can, you know, what people who have Tourette's generally can hide them, but, um, you know, when, when I'm hiding my tics, it's not comfortable. It's like, takes a lot of social anxiety. Um, and so I guess, I, I think one of the biggest misconceptions around Tourette's is, is that it's, you know, swearing it's, you know, um, and I think that's, that's the term called coprolalia. Um, and that's actually only 10% of the people who have Tourette's have coprolalia. I'm not one of them. Um, there are people who have it. Um, but I think that's kind of like the, the general, uh, the general, because that's how we see yeah. it portrayed. We in see media, it portrayed right. in media. Exactly. You know, yeah. All the cursing and bad words and everything, but that's only 10% of those who have Tourette's. Um, Tell us about growing up with your tics and figuring things out. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's interesting. I think a lot of people have, have kind of good memories of their childhood, and there were definitely some good memories, but I would say generally it was a really hard time in my life. Um, you know, obviously I was in third grade. Um, I was bullied in school for my tics quite a bit. Um, I even once got kicked out of class from, uh, you know, for, for being loud in class or kind of misbehaving um, when really I was just, you know, making sounds that I couldn't control. Um, 
And so a lot of my teachers didn't really know how to deal with the situation. They weren't really trained on it. Um, and, you know, because of those experiences, I had a lot of shame around it. And that's part of the reason I held it in for so long and I didn't tell people about it. Um, but, uh, you know, in high school and college, I got a little bit more comfortable. I told some of my close friends, um, but I was still pretty closed off about it. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, just having those experiences and, you know, I, I, I almost associated my Tourette's with this this view of myself from, from the outside, you know, people, I, I would always think like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, different and I'm, I'm, you know, people won't like me or people will judge me because of my tics. Um, and, you know, the more I've opened up about it, the more I realize that's not the case at all. And everyone's really understanding, um, you know, not everyone, of course, there are people who aren't, but in general, in general, my good friends, my colleagues, um, they've all been really understanding about it and open to talking about it and, you know, asking how they could help me and stuff like that. Have your tics changed over time? Yeah. Um, so I've had, it's interesting. I have one tick where like, I kind of um, like, like go like that. Um, that's probably like, that's kind of lasted throughout my entire life. Um, but then I have other ones that, you know, uh, ebb and flow kind of, you know, I'll have one where like, like a neck tick, um, you know, that's kind of like the only, uh, kind of noise that I make, but, um, yeah, yeah. I would say they kind of come and go. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's interesting. Like, yeah. And then there are ones that I had when I was younger that I don't have anymore. Um, I think sometimes people, their ticks get, um, less severe as they got older. Um, and I, I would say in college, my ticks were less severe. Um, but now, you know, they've come back and I think also just me embracing them has made me a little bit more comfortable, just, you know, not hiding it as much. So does stress play a role with, uh, pronouncing the ticks? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say when I'm tired, stressed, um, I, I definitely tick more um, if I'm in like an uncomfortable situation, if I've hold, held them in all day, if I've been in like a group setting and I, you know, am not ticking as much and then I come home and I'm by myself and I, I tick a little bit more. So there's a lot of different factors that play a role for sure. For some of our viewers out there who might have Tourette's and might have be having trouble at work, tell us about the workplace and how you navigate the workplace. Yeah. So, um, I would say I, you know, it's interesting. It's, um, every, I I'm still working remote, um, because of COVID. Um, and, and one thing I noticed is like being on zoom and ticking is interesting. Cause if you're not on mute, uh, you'll, you know, I'll, I'll do one of my ticks and it'll think I'm talking and it's this kind of weird thing. Um, so it's almost more noticeable because I'm remote. Um, and so I actually did have a conversation with my boss around it. Um, she was super supportive. Um, and, you know, this was not when I started. It was kind of uh, further along. It was kind of like, I was like, I know she knows that there's something and I'm not talking about it and she's not going to ask me about it. So I really need to, you know, be open about it. Um, and so I talked to her about it. Um, she was actually really understanding. She even told me about, you know, she, she has ADHD um, and, you know, it's not something that I don't, I don't know if she would have told me if I didn't kind of uh, open up to her first. Um, and then, you know, I'm also on a uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion council at my own company. Um, and so obviously we talk about race, we talk about gender, we talk about socioeconomic status, all these things. But, um, you know, neurodiversity is something that I think sometimes is forgotten. And even within the neurodiversity conversation, Tourette's is like, you know, kind of people don't think about it. They think of, okay, autism, ADHD. Um, so I think it's kind of like raising awareness around that and, and talking about, you know, 
neurodiversity and disability inclusion, all that stuff. So. Yeah, it's funny how in the universe of neurodiversity, like Tourette's has become kind of a stepchild, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's like what you know when you know when you mention it, it's people are like, oh yeah, of course that's part of neurodiversity. But yeah, it's it's definitely a kind of, I don't know, not to say there are levels of it, but but it's definitely forgotten about sometimes. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. Um, tell us about your work and how you got into it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I think because of um, not not because of my Tourette's, but certainly uh, it was an aspect of it as a kid. You know, I was bullied a lot. Like I said, um, I didn't really do super well in school. Um, I, I, you know, I worked really hard and I, I, um, there were certain things that, you know, I needed extra time on tests and stuff like that. Um, but one thing I was always really good at, uh, was writing and, um, you know, I, I always wanted to get into journalism. I studied English when I went to college. Um, and really, um, you know, my first job out of college was, um, was working, uh, with a, uh, at a, at a, firm that kind of did government, um, government services. Um, and I really liked the idea of just working with government leaders and, um, you know, telling their stories and, and really the mission behind it. Um, and so what I do now is, is a little bit more creative, but it's still kind of working with that, um, you know, that industry, which, which I enjoy. So. From your perspective, what role do you think journalism can play in, uh, you know, bringing society more to its senses about its approach to neurodiversity. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's obviously this huge movement um, in, in the workforce specifically around diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, but I think just, you know, telling the stories of, of the neurodiverse community, there's so many people who fall under that umbrella. And, you know, I think, I think a lot of, a lot of us, um, myself included for a while, just haven't been willing to admit that, but um, you know, the, the more, the more we make it more, you know, uh, mainstream and more really, we talk about it more, um, the better I think, you know, people are going to really make changes in the workplace and make changes in society. And I think, you know, journalists, just the way they tell our stories, you know, not stigmatizing us, not, um, you know, getting, getting the facts right about, about Tourette's and about, um, you know, other, other kind of misconceptions around different, uh, disabilities as well. What kind of, what kind of specialist do you go to when you discover you have Tourette's? Yeah. So I went to, um, you know, when I was younger, I saw a psychologist, um, and I saw a psychiatrist as well. Um, there's also people who go to a neurologist. Um, I, I actually go to a neurologist, but not for my Tourette's. I have migraines as well. And, you know, that's kind of anxiety induced. So there's a lot of co comorbidities around, you know, I also had OCD as a kid. Um, pretty severe. It's, you know, I still have it, but it's a little bit less severe now. Um, so yeah, there's, there's kind of a lot of different ways to go about it, but I would say neurologists and uh, psychiatrists are kind of the two main ones. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons we started differentbrains.org is because none of these entities occur in isolation. There's always overlap and comorbidities. Totally. It's, it's not isolated. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What is one thing you wished everyone knew about Tourette syndrome and other tick disorders? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say I I wish people knew that, you know, not everyone with Tourette's is what you see in the media, what you see kind of on TV. I think there's a lot of jokes around it. Um, but you know, to those of us who have it, it's it's 
you know, it, it can be funny when we're, when we're making fun of ourselves, but it's not, you know, it's not something to laugh at. And it, it is a serious condition. Um, some people have, uh, kind of different ticks, more severe ticks. Some people have less severe ticks. Um, you know, there's no one size fits all. So, you know, you might have a friend with Tourette's, but that's, you know, you might meet another person who doesn't have Tourette's. So, um, you know, really just knowing that, uh, it's a complex disorder. Um, but also, you know, it, it can give, give people who have it, um, really interesting kind of attributes as well. I would say I'm more creative because of it. I, I have more empathy because of it. Um, so, you know, for as, as many frustrations as there are, there's also kind of, uh, little, you know, really good things about it too. How do people find out more about your work? Yeah. So, um, I have a website. It's, uh, just taralerman.com. So my name and then at Um, you know, that's where I, you know, I put a lot of my, my work and then as well as my, um, you know, my, my writing around Tourette's and, and, um, some of the other stuff that I'm doing. Uh, so that's where you can find all my stuff. Well, that's a good website when it has your name. Yes. <laughs> the good thing about having a not so common name. <laughs> Um, is there anything we have not covered today that you'd like to cover? Um, I don't think so. I think I would just say, you know, to to people who see someone who's moving a little bit differently or, or you know, maybe has a has kind of a tick or a twitch, just, you know, giving them grace, not staring. Um, I think that's kind of one of the biggest things that I deal with. It's not necessarily the Tourette's itself, although that can be frustrating. It's it's really the, um, you know, the way that people look at me when I when I am ticking in public and stuff like that. And so I think just, you know going about your day with a bit more empathy and really understanding that, you know, we're all dealing with something um, and what that is, you know, might not be entirely clear, but um, yeah, just, just kind of being, being a little bit less judgmental. All right. Well, Tara Lerman, thank you so much for being with us today, teaching us all about Tourette's coming to us all the way from Washington, DC. And we hope you won't be a stranger here at different brains and we can have you back. Of course. Thanks so much for talking to me. I appreciate it. Exploring Different Brains is a production of Different Brains. Visit us at differentbrains.org.